Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. I cannot tell you how excited I am to be here, not just for the fact of being here to share God's Word with you, but actually being able to travel to Adelaide. I'm from Melbourne, apologies for that. Um, But just actually being able to travel, being present with people face-to-face is so exciting. Because I I don't know about you, but I've found never before in my lifetime has so much been shaken than in the last two years, right? Everything that I felt like gave me safety and stability in my life seemed to get shaken or removed, And I would have to say that never before have we needed to press in to hear God's voice to have the confidence about how he wants us to move forward. Because everything else just seems to be unstable. And so to have the confidence to know, God, what is it that you want us to do? How do you want us to step forward? If we hear God's voice and have that confidence, then we can put our safety and stability in God and not in the things that sit around us. So I feel like as hard as the last two years have been, it actually has been an incredible opportunity for us to press in and to recognise what is it that God is saying to us and how do we get our safety and stability and security in that, not in the things that are physically around us. So this series of hearing God's voice brings joy to my heart as you have pressed in and as a church to seek to grow in your ability to hear and respond to God's voice. So from the start, God has a voice. He uses it and we can learn to recognise it in our everyday life. There are no exceptions. God speaks to every single one of us. There's nothing like, everyone can hear God's voice except Eric in the second row who wears the diamond print sweater. No exceptions. We can all hear God's voice. So in the workshop after our service today, there's an opportunity for us to just push in a bit further. So if you've struggled to recognise God's voice, or maybe you just want to grow in that, I really encourage you, I don't think it's too late, just turn up 12.45 today and we'll spend a bit more intensive time just helping us go through that. So over this series, you've been reminded how to tune in to God how to tune out the other voices. And today, I want us to look at how we can turn up our ability to hear and recognise God's voice so that God's voice is present in our everyday lives and we become active responders to what God is saying rather than passive receivers to his voice. We want to be people who get better and better at hearing God's voice. We want to respond to it in every aspect of our lives, So more than ever, we need God to bring his sense of identity, safety and security to us. When my husband was learning to drive, God bless his parents, they sent him on a learn to drive course. 
as most of us parents, when our kids get to that stage, want to send our kids on Learn to Drive courses. I was just sharing with Michelle before, I taught my son the first lesson after he got his L plates. We got in the car, we had a manual car, he put it in gear, he was driving towards an electric post, and I yelled, Stop! And he looked a bit shocked, and I just... This was after we'd spent 15 minutes with him driving. And I looked at him and said, I'm so sorry, I can't do this anymore, get out. <laughs> and I said, well, go home, we'll have dinner, Dad will take you out, it will all be fine. So my husband did this Learn to Drive course, and the drive instructor said to them, what's the riskiest kilometre you will ever drive? What's the riskiest kilometre you will ever drive? And there were answers like, well, the last kilometre before you get home, the kilometre where it's raining or sleeting. And the instructor turned around and said, the next kilometre you drive will be the riskiest kilometre that you drive. And it's this whole thing in a car that we constantly need to be aware and alert when we're behind the wheel. And I think sometimes it's the same with hearing God. That we often think about hearing God only in the spaces when we desperately need him. But actually God wants us to be aware and alert of his presence every season that we're going through. And so I want us to think about how do we improve in that? Because Paul, when he writes in the New Testament, is actually writing with the assumption that everyone can hear God that it's a basic skill of discipleship, like Discipleship 101. So Paul writes with the assumption we can hear God. So I can hear you saying, well, Christine, that's not very well for you. You lead up accessible prophecy. Clearly, you've learned how to hear God. You're paid to pray. How do we do it here? So I want us to start with who God is. We actually don't start with us. We don't start with our skill. We start with who God is. Because God, and Michelle reminded us this beautifully last week, that God is a God of relationship who reaches out to us. He creates us to be in relationship with him. He is the God of restoration, the great communicator who is passionate about humanity. And he is a God of awesome power. So we read in Genesis 1 this consistent phrase, and God said. Because the words of God, the speech of God, is incredibly powerful. So this amazing, creative, all-powerful God who speaks and creates life does that with us. Yet he knows, he sees, he loves each one of us and he calls each one of us by name. So when we think about hearing God, we start with who God is. We start with an awareness of God, with an awareness of God breathing life into us, that he is with us with the power of the Holy Spirit. John affirms this in Jesus 14, verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He's forecasting Pentecost that we just recognised two weeks ago. I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. This sense of him being with us constantly. Verse 26, 
He then says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Amazing words to help us with our posture to God. Do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. So the same spirit that was at the commencement of creation, who raised Jesus from the dead, is with us. And not just with us, but in us. In being aware of God, we need to expand our expectations and understanding of God. We need to expand how he will communicate to us. If you think God is big and powerful, you need to think again because he's bigger than you can ever imagine. So this big, powerful God creates us, loves us, and is with us. So how do you see God today? Do you see him as a distant God who is disinterested in your life? Maybe as the movies portrayed, the God is the angry God who sits in heaven, sends lightning to smite people. Or do you see God as the loving, kind, joy-filled, peace-filled, forbearing, good, faithful, gentle God? All of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5 are reflective of God's character. So a God who seeks us out, who breathes life into us, who doesn't want to leave us as orphans, abandoned or alone, but a God who is closer than our breath. So living a life of hearing God needs us to embrace an awareness of who God is, that he wants good things for our lives, that he wants each one of us to not just survive, but to thrive. God wants you to be the best teacher, doctor, lawyer, nurse, health educator, IT person, I'm not very IT, it's the IT guy thing, right? He wants you to be the best IT person. He wants you to be the best carer, grandparent, parent, friend. So God is with us and able to provide us help in that space. A few years ago, I was a um, policy writer for the state government. I can hear you going to sleep. And... um, I was sitting at my desk, I'd been working on a project, my director came and stood at my desk and said, Christine, that project that you're working on, that you spent the last six months working on, we need to provide a briefing to the minister, uh, government, not religious, Uh, we need to provide a briefing to the minister at 10am tomorrow, can you have a one-page briefing document to me by 9am tomorrow? I've been working on this thing for six months and they want a one-page briefing document. So I started, and I'm just like, I've got no idea, how do I condense six months of work on one page? And I went to bed that night and said, God, I really need you to come through. This is crazy. And I woke up the next morning and beautifully presented in my mind was a one-page document with a table, with all of the information, nicely collated. And I went into work early, 
banged it out, gave it in. They thought I was amazing and I knew it was God. And it was embracing the fact that God wanted me to thrive in my role. He didn't want to leave me and he was able to provide all the wisdom I needed in the work that I had. Now, that didn't mean I didn't need to do the work, but God was there to help and walk alongside me. So we start with God. I want you to think about your activity during the week. I want you to think about where is it that God can be present with you or is present. The second thing I want us to consider is our availability. So God does not want us to be perfect before we listen and respond to him. God wants us just to turn to him as we are. Kath Livesey says two of the most powerful words we can say to God are, I'm available. When we choose to step out in a little, God always gives us more. The old hymn in the second verse, just as I am though tossed about with many a conflict, many a doubt, fighting and fears within, without, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. God wants us to come to him, to turn to him. So to learn to hear God means turning our attention and awareness to God in the moments of everyday life. It includes dialing down the busyness, the hurriedness, and increasing our willingness to be interrupted by God. Dallas Willard would say, to be disciples of God requires us to ruthlessly eliminate hurry. Being hurried reduces our awareness of God's voice in our lives. It reduces our capacity to be interrupted by God. God wants to speak through us to others to others to bring encouragement, comfort and strength to others in the church and he wants to speak through us to others who don't yet know Jesus. Now before you freak out, what, are you going to send me out on mission? Well, God sends us out on mission but he sends us out being with us and equipping us with what we need. A few years ago, David and I moved into our current house and we wanted to get to know our neighbours. And so we just said, well, Lord, show us who around our neighbourhood we need to get to know. And we knocked on doors, we made chocolate chip cookies, all of the nice neighbourly things to do. No one was home. People would maybe accept the cookies, but it was like, are they poisoned? Um, And so I just said, well, God, all right, over to you. So one day I had a hard day at work, I got home, I put on my lime green track pants and my electric blue hoodie, was not my finest fashion moment I have to say, and I went out walking and as I was coming home I saw the car across the road drive up and a guy got out, took out a baby from the back seat and so I ran across the road and said, hey, I'm Chris, we've just moved in across the road thinking I look like a homeless person, he'll probably think I'm after money. And uh, so I said, we've moved in across the road, love to get to know you guys. He said, let me just get my wife. He went in, got his wife, we said hello. Um, She was, her family was in WA. She was really struggling as a mum with a young child. So we just started catching up for coffee. And then one night, I knew that I was seeing her the next day. So I just said to God, what do I need to know about meeting her tomorrow? So this thought popped in my head, if she asks you about your faith, what are you going to say? 
So I thought about a few things, had my dot points. And then <laughs> this Amy Grant song, Thy Word, uh, everyone over 50 is like, I know that song. Everyone under 50 is going, who's Amy Grant? This song, Thy Word, went through my head and I went, oh, that's weird but interesting. So the next day I go for coffee. She sits there and says during our coffee, oh, you grew up in a Christian home, didn't you? And I went, well, this is known, sort of. This is part of my story. So I was able to share what I'd thought the night before. And then she said, well... My husband wants our baby to be baptised, but I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Not that I hate, I don't hate God. Um, but I think I'd like to know something about God. What should I do? And thy word is a lamp unto your feet. I'm not going to sing. You'll be pleased to know. Um, and I said, well, you know, the best way to learn about God is to read about Jesus. And I'm about to read the Gospel of Mark, well I wasn't then but I was after that, I'm about to read the Gospel of Mark, how about if I get a couple of women from church together and we read through Mark's Gospel and she went that would be awesome. So I left going I think I've just started a Bible study and so after about three months, after just sharing the Gospels and the Word, she was talking about the difference Jesus was making in her parenting and in her life. And it was one of the most amazing times to recognise that God equips us as we go into mission. So if you are freaked out by the thought of mission, grow closer to Jesus because he'll equip you as you go out. He'll be able to give you the words to say. So I want you to think about, just pause right now, who are the people that God is placing in your neighbourhood? Who are the people that are being placed in your life that God wants you to reach out to? Because my example with my lime green track pants is that God doesn't want us to be perfect. He just wants us to be available. And he wants us to be willing to respond to the nudges and the interruptions of each day to be willing to be interrupted. So my top tips for hearing God in our everyday lives, make space to hear God. Ask God questions about what today is bringing for you. What insight does he want to give you for today? And be willing to be interrupted. Because doing those things enables and equips us. So who are the people that God has placed in your life? And ask God, what is a word of encouragement that he wants to bring through you to them? All right, the third thing that I want us to think about today, I want us to think about being active responders to God's word. So being active responders is as simple as working out what's the next step that God wants you to take in response to what he's said to you. Because so, it can be really easy for us to just sit back, isn't that nice? God's spoken to me, but God wants us to respond. Maybe it's a simple reminder about our identity. He wants us to encourage us to keep moving forward towards him. Maybe, as Michelle encouraged us last week, is to change our thought patterns, because that's not just a once-off thing. There are constant 
thought patterns that God is reminding me about that he's wanting me to change. Maybe God is prompting you to, or nudging you to send a text of encouragement or to reach out to someone. So you have to do it. <laughs> I feel like I'm a bit of a Nike girl. Just do it. So there are three things that are important for us to consider in this active responding. What is God saying to us? So have clarity around the revelation. The second one, what does it mean? So God brings this word to you. Dig in a bit deeper. What does it mean? The third thing, what do I need to do about it? What's my action step that will come out of this? Faithfully taking small steps in easy, normal ways will lead you closer and closer to God. All he wants you to do is a small step. Taking small steps every day means that you go a really long way. And you look back and go, how did I get here? I don't want to be that crazy Christian lady in the neighbourhood that everyone avoids. I do want to be someone, though, who lives out of the overflow of God's presence. I want to be someone who God fills with so much joy and peace as I trust in him so that out of the overflow, I can bring hope to others around me. Romans 15, 13. Use normal language is a really important thing for me. So thus saith the Lord is not really in my lexicon, not in my vocab. I try and use normal ways to say, hey, I was thinking about you this morning and I really feel like God wants to encourage you. Or I might not even use God. I was thinking about you. I was really struck by how kind you were the other day. And as we grow in encouraging each other, God will move us and increase our confidence. Kath Livesey reminds us, the more frequently we practice using the gift, the quicker we grow in confidence and accuracy. So as we recognize God's voice in our lives, we need to take the next step of what God wants us to do in response. Hearing God's voice in our life is amazing. I don't know about you, but prophetic words that have cut through and landed in my heart have been phenomenal in moving me closer to God. But if the God of the universe is speaking to us, we need to pay attention. We need to respond. We need to work out what he wants us to do. So how has God spoken to you already today? So let's just pause for a sec. What has God already said to you today? And I know for those of you who are online that he will have spoken to you as well. So I just want you to tag what has he said to you? And then I want you to take the next step. What do you need to do about it? What's your easy next step out of what he said? And I just encourage you 
to make this a practice. It's a really simple thing. Make it a practice each and every day to just pause as often as you can to consider what's God saying and what does he want you to do in response to it. So as we finish up, and I just invite the worship team back up, just a brief reminder. God's voice is powerful. He, he's present. He participates in our everyday lives. We are lifelong learners who are on this journey of hearing God and responding to his voice as we tell God that we are available. And as we become active responders to God's voice, the more we grow in confidence and accuracy in hearing him. But I want us to finish where we started that God is a God of relationship. And living this life of hearing God starts with allowing God to affirm His relationship with us, to speak words of affirmation into our heart about who we are and to whom we belong. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He takes great delight in you, in his love. He will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. And I feel like today there are songs of release and restoration that God's wanting to bring into lives today. I feel like there are songs around identity that he wants to tell you that he thinks you're lovely. That he wants to tell you that he's so proud of you. That he wants to tell you that you are worthy. So I just invite you right now, where you are, maybe hold your hands out in a posture of receiving from God. Father, I just pray that you would right now release your prophetic words of identity over people here today. Release your new song. Release your songs of joy and hope over lives today. Just be aware of the first thought that comes to your mind. You are worth so much more than you can ever imagine. You are embraced, you are known, you are seen. So Lord, right now, release your songs. Release your songs of joy and hope. Father, we commit ourselves to you. In Jesus' name.